Well, welcome, family. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Something to Say. I'm your host, Stan B. And yes, it's been a minute. It's definitely been a minute. It's been about a month. Um, you know how life throw you the little ups and downs, the bumps and the bros. You know how it go, but we won't talk about none of that right now. Right now, I'm back. And I'm back with some new material. I'm back with some new interviews. And I'm also back with some new insights. But before we get into any of that, today's episode will be on the man behind something to say, which is, yeah, you guessed it, Stan B. So I'll give you everything that I want you to know about me, (laughs) unless you know the rest. Anyway, tune in, thank you, and I appreciate the love and support, man. All right? Peace. Okay, I'm back. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I said this episode was going to be about me, the man behind something to say. So let's start it off. Um, I'm from a city called Newport News. Some some may be familiar with it. Um, a lot of people, you know, equate it to um, Iverson, AI, Chuck, you know, that's what we know him. Y'all know him as AI, but, you know, everybody out here know him, Chuck, Bubba Chuck, you know what I mean? So um chuck then you got um vic most definitely vic you know um his his one of his aunts by the way is part of like city council and stuff like that so um so people equate newport news now with those people but uh newport news is just a city in the southeast area of virginia um seven cities one of the seven cities you know um it doesn't have a big, large population of people. I, when I say large population, I'm talking about like a million, million plus type people, um, people there, what have you. But it's, it's um, in some parts is diverse. Um, other parts, you know, it's kind of more, I guess uh, you would say that it's more white in that area. And then you got the area of downtown um, which is where you're going to find the most concentration of black people at, you know, that's pretty much kind of like how the makeup of the city is, you know what I'm saying? Um, now getting into me, myself, I was born January 3rd, 1977. Um, I was born in Riverside, which still exists today off of J. Clyde Morris Boulevard. Um, I pretty much came up in the Denby area, the Denby area is the north end of the city. So you got the north end, you got like Midtown, and then you got um, the southeast end of the city. You know, um, like I said, the southeast end of the city is is the, the, the most concentration of where you're going to find black people at. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of like, it's kind of almost like, you know, like the government and the powers that be, you know, um, wanted to pack them you know, down there, want to pack black people down there to keep us kind of in that that area, you know what I'm saying? Um, or keep certain blacks in that area, you know what I mean? Um, but for me, growing up, you know, I knew about all that, you know what I mean? But I knew how I got treated sometime, how, what people thought of me because of where I came from, you know what I'm saying? But not knowing my own personal circumstance, behind just living and surviving and just, you know, trying to grow and 
you know, build like any family would, would, would do, you know what I'm saying? So, um, without knowing any of that kind of stuff, I, you know, used to get looked at in a certain light because of where I come from, you know what I'm saying? I come from Denby, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, you, oh, Denby, Denby type of, uh, such, such a dude, da, 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 you know, that kind of, I wanted to say something else, but I won't say it on here, but, um, but yeah, you know, that's kind of how the attitude was or what have you. But anyway, going back to myself, um, as far as like when I was born, like I said, I was born January 3rd, 77. I grew up in Denby. Um, I went to some of the local elementary schools. I still remember all of that. You know what I mean? Um, Macintosh, Jenkins, you know, um, also went to, um, um, Riverside, which was a middle school, they turned into an early childhood place now. So I, I went there for, I think, a year. I went to a, a school called Heinz, which Heinz was like, um, it was a, a older school. It used to be called Carver. So, like, my brother and my sisters, they, I think my brother, I know my brother went there, you know what I'm saying, back in the day. So, um, it was one of those type schools, so it was kind of old when I went there. It was, you know, still hadn't done any type of, um, I guess, made it more modernized as far as the school would go. But um, that next year, they ended up building this new school called Heinz. They basically named it the same, you know, so this was, you know, we called it the new Heinz. And um, at, at that school, I was... Um, well, at the first Heinz and that Heinz, I was, I was being bus from Denby and this school was like, um, probably like, I don't know, it was, it was past Midtown, you know what I'm saying? But it was, it was a nice little distance. And then, you know, you had kids from downtown coming from, um, their area and they, you know, it was still a nice little distance from where they was, where they came from too, you know what I'm saying? So they had us like, um together you know like being bust together or what have you going back and forth or whatever and it was cool you know what i mean because i got the experience you know some some people that didn't live in the same area i lived with or lived at you know um their circumstances was different than mine some was worse some may have been at the same level or whatever you know what i'm saying but it still didn't stop that um that I guess that thinking, that perception of what they thought of me because of where I came from or where I lived at, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I, I didn't, I didn't live, I wasn't living luxurious, none of that, you know, my mom, she worked sometimes seven days a week, you know, uh, just to get something as little as mom, I, I want these Tim's, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh mom, I want, want this, this shirt or these shoes or whatever, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Um, and she, she worked, she worked for it, you know? So, you know, I, that's all I, I seen with her, you know, and my pops too, like, you know, my pops work, you know? So it, we never really had it like great. I don't, I don't remember starving or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, we, we always had food cause she cooked, you know, that's the type of woman she was, you know what I'm saying? And if, you know, by the time we got an age where we could cook stuff for ourselves, you know, um, she would still be cooking, but if she hadn't cooked, then you know how to go in there and whip you up some, some steakums or something, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, and that's, that's just how it was for me, 
coming up. So I didn't, I it wasn't that type of um, real strenuous, stressful life. But I knew we wasn't living the best. We were struggling. Like we was, we was maintaining and just making sure the light stayed on, stayed on, and you know, like. But my people's work for that. So I didn't look at nobody else people's in a different light or nothing like that. You know what I mean? But um, that's kind of some of the. The childhood experience growing up in Newport News was for me. You know what I'm saying? Um, I have I have friends downtown. I have family downtown. You know, um, you know. But truth be told, you know what I'm saying? Uh, for anybody that know anything about the city, you know, downtown is a rough landscape. You know what I'm saying? To grow up in, you know, um, just because it's it's what what you would typically find. In, in a black impoverished community. You see what I'm saying? Um, the drugs, the killings, you know, uh, um, the hate, the envy, all that, you know what I'm saying? And to, like today is different because that still exists down there, but it's it's throughout the whole city now. You see what I'm saying? Like like that that ain't confined to one spot. You know, you can't you can't blame what what go on in the city on downtown no more. That, that, you know what I mean? That's what 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 people used to do. You know, don't go downtown. Downtown they crazy. That you know, and I I didn't feel like that. I felt like you know it was people downtown trying to live their best life too, trying to trying to survive, trying to pay the rent, trying to you know what I'm saying? They was they were struggling. They just they they struggle was just different from mine. And that's how I always view everybody in the whole city like. You know, we are all different. And, you know, because I live in Denby, don't think I'm living in Colony Ponds because we looking at Colony Ponds like like they living. And that's at, at this time, like 90, 91, you know, 92, all that. You know what I'm saying? That 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 era that, you know, what I mean, and so, you know, you talking about some nice big houses and a nice area, you know, that anybody would love to stay in. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, now Colony Ponds ain't looked at as as you know like how it was back then like now colony ponds is what it is like oh yeah it's whatever you know what i'm saying because now it's bigger houses is other subdivisions that's better than that you see what i'm saying so um but growing up in newport news man i mean for me i wouldn't trade it for anything like everything i did you know what i'm saying um balling was my number one thing so i used to i used to play ball i used to you know, go out in the yard and play ball. I used to go to my friend house and play ball. I, that that was that was my thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I wanted to be something with it. You know what I mean? Um, and then I think for me, like when I was younger, I felt like I I was dominating and I was doing my thing. I'm killing them. You know, uh, um, can't nobody stop me. That that invincible type mentality when I was younger because I started out when I was five six five, six years old, my pops put me in, in, you know, rec league playing ball and stuff like that. And then my brother, he was into ball. And so, you know, so it just, I just carried with it. I just, you know, was doing my thing. And um, somewhere along the line, I think once I got past middle school, going into high school, um, I don't, I don't know if I still had that same hunger, that same fire that I thought I had before, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, it was like, you know, I'm coming up against dudes that, uh, they nice, you know, I thought I was nice, but they nice, you know what I'm saying? So 
it was kind of intimidation fact fact at the time. But you gotta look at it. I'm a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, um, now I mean I'm a grown man, so I don't I don't feel that those type of ways. But you know, um, yeah, I just like damn these dudes is nice. So I felt like I I really wasn't gonna get the shine that I really needed to get because you know I was I was still kind of timid myself, not really exerting my full everything that I need to to show that shit I'm just as good as these dudes if not better you know what I'm saying so um but yeah that's that's what it was with basketball man just I, I love you know playing ball that was my thing like for a long time long 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 time um now you ask me how long it's been I played ball that's a whole another story right there you know what I'm saying but it's been a a long minute, but I love basketball. Like that was always my thing. Um, so, you know, that's what I did when I was younger. Um, and then that was around what, 14, 15, you know, I, I played for the high school, um, not varsity, JV joint. I still remember the cats that, you know, all the cat, all them cats out there, shout out to Rudy, man, and, and butter and, you know what I'm saying? C. Weedy, he played the, the varsity joint. You know, Coach K, he coached that. Coach A coached us. You know, so shout out to all them dudes, man. Um, Dwayne Little, you know, um, 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 little Mikey. Mike, my, I still remember his little fast, crazy tail. He was, yo, that was my dude right there. But all, all of the, all, all them brothers, man, all them dudes, man, um, we did our thing that year. You know, I never forget that. That's something that that will always be etched in my brain forever. You know what I'm saying? So we did our thing that year. And um, I think, I don't know if it was the same year, right around that time my son came along, you know, 15, 16. I, I just turned 16. Um, and he, he came along, you know, and that was, that was crazy. Like, I was trying to figure out how to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, not deal with him being here, just deal with having to try to, you know, get my peoples on board, what's going on. So, you know, so that was, that was a little scary. That was a little shaky or whatever. But, um, yeah, 16, had my, my son come along and, and then I, I started to kind of like feel like, and this is no blame to my son or put anything on my son. You know, I, 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 um, I love him and, um, um, I am happy at the man he's become, you know, uh, he'll be 27 in December. So I'm happy with the man that he's become. So nothing, nothing to my son, but just going, taking you back, you know, to that young dude, you know, the 16, 17, you know, I'm taking you to those moments, but I kind of was like, man, damn, I, I, I can't play ball no more. I ain't gonna play no ball, no more ball. Cause I got a son now, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, and I felt, I felt like, that was more important. Like, like I need to go get a job because, you know, when you're playing ball, you go to school and then after, after school, it's practice, you know what I'm saying? So where, where do you fit job in there? You know, and we doing this five days a week. I need them two days to rest from the practice that we do, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, so it was just, it was just too much. And then, um, I ended up just going ahead, you know, after basketball was over with, you know, that season, what have you just going to give me a job, you know, next thing you know, I found myself trying to work two jobs, you know? So, um, so yeah, man, like that, that changed my life, 
you know, and before, right before that, um, backtrack a little bit before the two jobs and all that, I was, um, 16 and got caught up in a, a, a crack, a crack deal, you know, like gone wrong. I, I guess if you want to call it, it definitely went wrong cause it didn't go how it was supposed to go. But, um, but yeah, man, like I was 16, I was out there, you know, I had been hustling before, but I wasn't hustling like some of the dudes that I know that hustle, hustle, you know what I mean? So, um, so I never like pursued that to be something that I really wanted to do, but you know, I, 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 I didn't, I touched bases with it. Let's put it like that. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I, I went and did my little thing and whatever. And, um, I knew it was something crazy. I should have known once again, taking you back to that that dude that's 16 17 that should you know i i, I don't have much I, I got sense but you know what i'm saying i'm not using the sense i got but anyway i'm standing on this this corner um at this store and this particular store at the time was like a gas station it was like it it, it was always jumping it always had people you know in and out, you know what I'm saying, had, had the fiends out there, had, you know, it was a, a, a drug hotspot, that's pretty much what it was, you know, um, then you had the Hardys across the street, um, which, um, God bless her soul, Miss Green, um, anybody know the story with Miss Green, they got robbed early in the morning, five something in the morning before the sun even came out, and, um, the, the boys shot, um, somebody else, or, or I, I'm I'm not exactly sure if he shot somebody else or he shot her, but either way it go, the bullet had traveled through one of them and hit the other one, and she ended up dying. The person who, who the other person who got shot ended up living. You know, um, you know, God bless them too. But yeah, like that was an unfortunate situation. But Miss um, Green, man, call her, used to call her Miss Sunshine, man, used to go in there and. You know, say, hey, baby, how you doing, baby? How you? you know, she talked to us, and she on her break. She reading her Bible. The lady walked to work, man, like five miles every day to work, all right? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's dedication right there. She didn't have no kids. She wasn't married, you know? So that was just a sad situation to see her lose her life like that. But salute and, and peace out to her, man. Um. Anyway, so... Let's get back into it. Um, yeah, I was out there on the block, you know, at this gas station. Um, and like I said, it was across the street from this Hardy's. And all that was jumping. Like, at this, at this time, it, it it was just jumping, man. Like, there's it, no way to describe it to you, man. Like, it's just too much stuff going on, you know, um, during the day, at night. You know what I'm saying? So, it's just too much stuff going on. But... I'm out there, this car pulls up, he got this other cat, the other cat is in the back, dude's driving, he pulls up, he looking for this other cat that I know, but I tell him the cat is not there, so I, I do some old, you know, like, he ain't here, so I, you know, I got you, type, type, so I, you know, so I, 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 I have to get in the car, but mind you, let me tell you, because, you know, when I tell the story, I try to tell it, tell it, you know, as authentic and accurate as possible, um, as I remember, you know, every, everything, um, I, before I got in this car, I went to go open the door and the door wouldn't open up. So 
I had to, he had the windows roll all the way down. So I had to jump inside the window. I jumped inside the window. Um, I said, all right, come on, let's go. So I got a, you know, I got a bag of rocks. I got some rocks, you know, it was like five, six in the bag, you know, already bagged up everything ready to go. So I'm just, you know, this is going to be quick and easy. You know what I'm saying? Like he ain't looking for a lot. I ain't out here, you know, on the block pumping no crazy, you know, crazy amount of mess or whatever. So I'm just like, all right. So we, we rolling down the street and this street is, is called Dolores Crescent. Um, it was, it, like I said, it was jumping at the time, you know, they had some apartments out there. Um, and then some houses going down the street. So we going down the street and this is probably, um, maybe 11, 1130, somewhere, somewhere around that time. It's still kind of early, but late getting late, you know? So I, um, we riding down the street and, you know, I give him the bag and he's, he's taking, you know, one and he feeling it, you know, trying to see what it feel like. And then he taking it and putting it in his mouth, but it's still in the bag. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm getting agitated cause I'm like, for every joint you do like that, you're going to pay for it. Like, I don't want it back. You know what I'm saying? So he just did one like that. So, um, I said, all right, man. So what, what a bread at, you know? So we going down the street. And he got his lights off. So I said, bro, turn your lights on. And why are you driving so slow? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, let's get this thing jumping and let's go. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to be on it. I go, we go down the street, bust a U-turn, come back. Um, he goes and turn into the apartments that's a little bit behind the store. Now there's it's some different apartments there now, if you're familiar with the area. But um, these, I, I can't even think of the name of what these joints were, but somebody know. But yeah, the apartments was was out there, and um, and he turns into the apartments, and we go right under underneath this light. And I'm like, yo, what you, like, what you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you you could have parked anywhere besides up under the spotlight right here. So the apartments used to be jumping too, right? So they had security, and the security come, security gets behind me, park parks the car behind us, and um, before I knew it, two two brothers had jumped out and was on us. And I was trying to get out the car. I was trying to throw the crack that I had. I threw the crack. It landed like I thought it would land on his side because, you know, I ain't, ain't going front. 16, 17, I wasn't trying to take no, no, um, no crack charge. So, you know, I was trying to get him that charge, you know what I'm saying? Because of the stupidity of him having us underneath the light and driving slow with no lights on and all. Just you got us looking like we got something going on, you know what I mean? So um, so I was I was hot, but it didn't work out that way. When they went and searched the car, you know, they seen that the, the rocks was underneath my seat, you know, so they ended up snatching me up. Um, I'm with some guys, mind you, I'm 16, I'm with some guys that's, um, probably at the time they probably my daddy's age or older, you know what I'm saying? So I know, you know, this ain't, ain't my, my people, this ain't my uncles, this ain't, and they, they kind of like, in a sense, I ain't gonna say they ratted me out or nothing, but they carried it like, oh, um, we ain't got, ain't, ain't got nothing with, with, uh, yeah, dude carried it like, man, I ain't got nothing to do with none of that, man. Like, um, he was, he was just like, um, pretty much putting, he was putting everything on me. You know what I'm saying? He was like, I don't smoke crack. 
you know, and the dude was just like, oh, oh, you don't smoke crack, huh? He was like, nah, I don't smoke no crack. Nah, I don't smoke no crack. You know, um, I was just giving him a ride up the street, da, 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 this and all this. So they knew what was up or whatever. So they had called the people. I'm waiting on the people to come. The people come lock me up. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I, I remember that moment in life being like a rude awakening for me um, in the sense of, let me tell you how this situation panned out at the time. At the time, um, you know, my son was already born. Um, this was probably the year before my homeboy got shot. You know, he'd been, he'd been blind over what, 18 years, 18, 19 years. So he'd been blind for, for a minute. No, 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 no. Let me take that back. X that. 25 years. It's been 25 years. Um, so yeah, so, um, but yeah, this situation was like, I had to go call my peoples, you know, um, I was down there and I had, I, I ran into this dude, this dude, like, yeah, you know, intake officer or whatever. Um, I remember him being Muslim. He was Muslim. He had to, you know, had the kufi on, had the, had this thick beard, like his beard was super thick, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he was like that. And um, he's just talking to me. But the way he's talking to me, like he he's really like grilling me. You know what I mean? Like he like getting getting in my ass. You know what I mean? Like he's just telling me like how stupid I am. What the, what, what the hell is wrong with me out here selling drugs? I'm killing my own people. And, you know, he was just getting at me, yo. Like it was it was it was bad. Like it was bad, you know. Um, asked me if I had a girl, you know, do I have any kids? Um, call him right, call my girl right now. I had to call her, tell her what was going on at the time. And, you know, it was just, it was crazy, man. It was, it was crazy. But I still remember that joint like yesterday because dude, um, the way he talked to me was so aggressive and, and so, so out there, you know what I mean? But like you knew he meant what he was saying. Like he told me, man, if I ever caught you around my daughters, I got some daughters your age. I caught you around my daughters, man, I will beat your ass. And I, you know, I was just like, damn, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, it was, it was, it was deep, you know, and that lasted with me till this day, being 43 years old, you know what I'm saying? Um, I still remember that I never, ever, ever, ever will forget that, you know, and, um, that's just one of the impacts that living in my city, being where I'm from, you know, going without going through whatever I went through in life, you know, um, has impacted me, you know, because from that day forward, I never, ever pick, picked up a piece of rock. I never, ever sold a piece of rock to anybody. You see what I'm saying? Um, I've had those issues affect my my family personally, I won't get into any of the, the specifics of any of that, but um, my family is no different than, than your family, anybody else, uh, else's family, you know what I'm saying, that's been touched by, by drugs and drug addiction and, you know what I'm saying, violence and different things like that, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah, so, you know, that was how I was coming up. And um, I went to Denby High School. Um, most people Denby Denby High School, but who could I equate to Denby Denby High School? I could equate with Mike Tomlin. You know, everybody know who Mike Tomlin is. You know, um, Mike Tomlin graduated from Denby. You know, what I mean, um, 
Um, Antoine Bethea, which shout out to Antoine. I don't really know Antoine like that, but he repped the city. She's built, um, um, well, he's in the process of building this, um, this recreation center, um, for the kids, for the people. He said basketball was his first love, all of that. And shout out to his brother Lex. Um, I did go to school with Lex, so I know Lex. So shout out Lex, man. Um, he was, man, Lex. Y'all, y'all think uh, Antoine was a beast on the, on the field. Think he a beast out there, but he got it from Lex. You know what I'm saying? He got it fair and square too, but he got it from Lex, man. Like Lex was a monster out there on that field playing for Denby High School. So, uh, salute to those guys, man. I appreciate both of y'all and for what y'all doing for the people and all that, man. So salute. But um, yeah, that's what I could equate to Denby to get you to understand, you know, Denby High School. Um, so yeah, that's the high school that I went to, um, at the graduation, uh, I kind of stuck around, was working a little bit. Um, I, I was married at the time. Uh, I had a, I had a situation when I was probably, uh, I might've been 18, 19, somewhere around there. Um, I was working these two jobs and, um, I, I had, we, we had at the time, you know, the lady at the time, me and her, had our first apartment. So we had the first apartment. We do our routine, you know, do what we do, you know, getting ready for bed, we go to bed. All right, so it's a one-bedroom apartment. So at night, all the lights is out. Um, I think we keep, we keep a, um, well, we didn't keep no lights on in there. All It was completely dark in there. You know what I'm saying? We go in the room, we close our door, and, you know, just go to sleep. So we do this on this particular night. And we're going in, we're sleeping, and I hear a crash. Like, I hear this probably like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. It was like, boom, you know. I'm like, damn, what's that? So I'm thinking we're getting robbed. Now, I can't tell you now why I would think we're getting robbed, you know, but that type of stuff happens. People randomly rob people and busting their crib, all that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? So, you know, that's how I'm looking at it, you know, like maybe it's something like that going on because I don't have a reason for nobody to run in here and try to rob us, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm thinking initially. So I shake her, hey, get up, get up, get up, you know, tell her, um, get, grab the phone because the phone was beside her, you know, and grab the phone, we're going to call the police. So she grabbed the phone. By the time she grabbed the phone, the door swung open. Like, police, 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 put your hands up. I was like, oh, shit, you know. So I got my hands up on me, my boxes, no shoes, no socks, no shirt, nothing. You know, she and her, her drawers, whatever, whatever, you know. So I'm like, oh, shit, got my hand up against the walls, all that. You know, he telling me that, um... Basically, don't move. He gonna shoot. You know, they handcuffing me, all that, and they and I'm I'm stunned. Like, yo, what what's going on? Like, what you know? I'm trying to grasp what just happened. You know what I'm saying? Because in my mind, I'm like, damn, I I was just calling y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought y'all was somebody else, and it's y'all. You know. So now I'm thinking, like, what was it? What what are y'all here for? Like, what what's going? You know. Now, mind you, I caught that that crack charge. I was 16. You know, I wasn't a child that was out here, you know, killing nobody, shooting nobody, robbing nobody, stealing from nobody, you know, um, busting nobody head less need be. But I wasn't doing nothing like that. Like I was I was just I, I just got caught up in that bad situation. And that's what it was. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, so I'm I'm 
I'm just tripping off of why why the police would be kicking my door in at two, three o'clock in the morning. And I'm I'm still I'm young. I'm still young, like can't be no more than twenty one years old. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm just at the at the crib trying to fat, you know, trying to figure this whole thing out. And so I'm asking them, I'm asking them questions. They ain't saying nothing. They they throwing a, a search warrant in my lap that I can't read. I wear glasses. I ain't got my glasses on. You know, you just throw it in my lap. I'm handcuffed. I don't know what this say. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so it turned out it was probably like 10, 11 um, police officers in, in, in their uniforms in the house. Right. So I remember them being, I distinctly remember them having one um, undercover police officer there. And his name just happened to be Detective Williams, which let me, you know, link that with, um, you know, Detective Williams from New York Undercover. At, the t at that time, New York Undercover was coming on TV and stuff. And that was the hot thing at that, you know, at that time, as far as television go. So we had this one lone black undercover cop and I'm asking him what's going on. And he told me to shut up and mind my freaking business. I was like, wow, I never forget that. Like, damn, brother, like I'm, you know what I mean? So you automatically, you know, got me painted as a guilty party in this whole situation. So let's go to, you know, fast forward a couple of hours. I've been sitting here, what have you. Um, finally, my mom and pops, they ended up coming, you know, because this, all this happened early in the morning, like two, three o'clock in the morning. So by seven, I think they was there at the house. Um, my pop, I think it was my pops. It wasn't my mom, my pops that came and my pops, he, um, he was, you know, just asking what's going on and, and they were still with, I say, look, man, y'all either going to lock me up or you going to let me go. You see what I'm saying? You got to do one or the other. Y'all done had me in these, in these handcuffs for hours. You done ransacked the whole house. You done did all this stuff for what I don't know. If you either going to lock me up or you going to let me go. And so they ended up unhandcuffing me and, um, you know, told me I had to go down to the magistrate. So I ended up going down to the magistrate with my pops. You know, I remember that ride. Um, and, you know, he ain't say nothing. I ain't really say nothing. You know, um, we get down there and I'm trying to explain to the magistrate what's going on. And the magistrate tells me, um, he says, shut your, shut your mouth. I don't want to hear you, um, what you got to say. Shut your mouth. I don't want to hear what you got to say. That's what he told me. You know what I mean? And I thought that was, I was like, damn, like, damn. So you just, yeah, I, I can't even talk, you know? And I, and granted, I was, I was young. I wasn't, I was grown, but I was young. You know what I'm saying? So I really don't know what's going on. But the one thing that I do know in this whole situation, that whatever you saying that I did, I know I didn't do. You know what I'm saying? I know I didn't do. It ain't no question. Ain't no whether I need to figure out what dates or what days. Or, you know, I don't need to figure out none of that. I'm telling you, I didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? And so come to find out their whole thing of what they said I had supposed that had did was um, rob this old lady uh, who stayed in Denby, right? And, and another interesting piece about this, because I, I like to try to, you know, make sure people understand. Okay, at the time, you know, the street that they talking about, even though I'm from Denby and lived in Denby pretty much my whole damn life, I never knew 
where this street was at. I never even heard of this street. You know what I'm saying? So it took me years down the line, like, to move in another another part of Denby, still in Denby, and then be in an area where that street was at and go down the street and like, oh, damn, this is the street they was talking about. But they had claimed that I had supposed to went down this street, this old lady was taking her groceries out, and I was supposed to assaulted her and took her money and, you know, took her credit cards and all this other stuff. And I was like, at the time, both of my grandmas was alive. You know, I love my mom with everything in me, my sisters, you know, my cousins, my aunts, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, my granddaughter, like I, I love all these people with everything in me. But of course, she wasn't around at that time. But um, still, all of those people I love dearly and I would have never done anything like that to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to steal from some old lady. You know what I'm saying? I was smart enough to know that she probably ain't got too much more than what I got. You know what I mean? So um, that that was never my thing. That was I wasn't that type of person. So I was I was appalled. I was like upset. Like you would think that I I did that. You know what I'm saying? That ain't me. You know. And so um, my pops, he ended up going down to this guy named Stone. The brother Stone owns a funeral home, um, a very popular funeral home at that, I would add. Um, he's buried just about all my family, right? So, um, and at this time, I don't know anything about Stone. I just know the funeral home name. I don't really even know him like that, you know? Uh, like I said, I'm young at the time. So um, he was supposed to have been a judge. I don't know why my pops at the time thought that it would be a good idea to go talk to this guy and try to get some type of insight on what we should do or whatever, 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 right? So he was a judge, um, I guess, in Newport News. I'm not exactly sure where, but I know that, and this wasn't my thinking at the time, but this was after it was all said and done. I'm, you know, I'm thinking like, man, like, if I'm, you know, because I'm thinking lawsuit status, like I'm thinking like, yo, I'm, I, I could get a lawsuit on these people because that was wrong. Like not even for the, the money. Of course, the money going to be included in that. But I'm, I, it wasn't even for the money. It was for the simple fact that y'all did me dirty. Like y'all did me wrong, embarrassed me in front of my neighbors. I had only been there a couple of months and I look like I got a full blown drug operation going on at the house or something. You know what I'm saying? And y'all walked away with nothing. You know, so no apologies, no, you know, we, we're sorry we got it wrong. None of that. You know what I mean? So um, and I was young, man, like, you know, like trying to trying to comprehend all this this stuff. But he takes me to Stone. The Stone is supposed to be a judge. And if he's a judge, let's say in Newport News, then he's going to be working with the police that I'm trying to prosecute. So how that's going to work? You know what I'm saying? But like I said, I wasn't thinking about that at the time. We go down there. We talked to Stone and we got the search warrant, right? Now, the, the smart thing would do, would be to do, is to make a copy of the search warrant. No, we go and give Stone the search warrant. Um, Stone says he's going to get back with us as soon as he can. Well, Stone ends up going to California, supposed to be in California, because I, I called. I was trying to check on what was going on. Um, he's not around right now. He's gone. Um, you know, get back with us in, in about a week, uh, da, 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 da. 
call him back and, you know, now he's nowhere to be found or um, the paperwork has been misplaced and, you know, all this, this other stuff that was, you know, and being that I'm young, you know, that I'm not, um, I'm not pressing the issue like that, you know, I'm really expecting my pops to press it more than me, you know, um, you know, being that I was, I was like that in that situation, he got over on me, you know what I'm saying? They got over on me, you know, but, um, that's one of the experiences that I experienced growing up in Newport News, you know, um, so, you know, for, for people that talk about the police and stuff like that, you know, being scared of them and different things like, you know, I, I could feel that because I've had my own situation, you know, with them, you know, stuff like that, that I feel like, you know, shape my perception of them, but I don't hate them. None of that, you know, none of that kind of stuff, but that's neither here nor there. Um, a little bit more about me. So that, that happened when I was like 20, you know, um, and around that time, about no, about 18. So around 20, I ended up getting married at the time. Didn't work out. Salute to her, you know, her family, her peoples. Um, you know, I still love all of them, you know, her, her grandmas and all her peoples and Puerto Rico and everybody, man. Like, yeah, it's still, I still got love for them, you know. Um, you know, so it's all good, man. But salute to them. But I was married at the time. At, well, right after that, I got married. It didn't work out. Um, so once it didn't work out, I ended up trying to just trying to find my way again. And um, I was chilling one day, and I was over my man. My homeboy said I was on a shout-out to Sid, Gangsu Shredder, out there, um, Washington State, brother's uh, uh, brand, you know, um, you know, um, ch- uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the first name, I'm saying the last name, Tory, you know what I mean? All the people's out there, man. I, well, the Tory ain't out there, he out this way, but shout out to the whole family, you know, Mama Chapman, rest in peace, Pops, you know what I mean? But yeah, anyway, um, I was over his crib, man, and we was chilling, and uh, I had the paper, and I was looking for some, you know, different jobs and job listings or what have you. So I'm looking through the, the listings and I come across this um this joint that says something about a deck hand. Now I had came across a couple of ones before, not deck hands, but just different job listings. And I was just like, all right, you know, I think I called a few and then I came to that and um and I called it and it was like um it said deck hand. So I'm thinking like, you know, all right, deal with boats. Maybe I'm cleaning the boat, whatever, whatever, you know. So when I call I hear, um, uh, thank you for calling the U.S. U.S. Department of Defense. So I was like, oh, nah, I got the wrong number. And he was like, nah, nah, you got the right number. I was like, nah, and I knew on the other end I was talking to a brother, you know what I'm saying? Um, I could tell how he was talking, how he was, you know, and so he kind of started, like, engaging with me. So he asking me what, what type of work I'm looking for and, um what do I like to do? And at the time I was, I was heavy in the, in my music like that, you know? So, so I was like, yeah, music, da, da, da. you know, he was like, well, you can, you could do this and, and this can fund and pay for your music and da, 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 you know? So I'm just like, Oh, all right. So it's starting to, you know, sound a little, little good. It's not all right. You know what I mean? So, um, so I, I still wasn't immediately sold on it or nothing. He was like asking me where I was at. He was in Richmond, you know, I'm in Denby. Oh, I got someone I'm gonna link you up with, you know. I said, all right. So um, he hit me off with the number. I, I called the number, 
that joint, they was like close to where I was at. So they was like driving, it's probably like five minutes away, you know what I'm saying? But at the time I didn't have no wheel, so I had to walk, so it was like 10, 15 minutes away, you know? So I went to that joint, um, you know, I'm high as a kite, I go up in there, and uh, I was just like, you know, talking to them or whatever. And yeah, I won't really, I won't really feeling it. I won't really feeling like, uh, you know, cause, you know, let me tell you, like coming up, you know, and where I'm, where I'm from, and I'm just talking about the the area where I'm from, you know, um, and then be is is you you got some you got an army base not too far from everything that's going on around there, whatever. So, um, you know, coming up, you see a lot of these army dudes, and you always tell the army dudes because they always had a flies car, but they got them army shorts on, and you know what I'm saying, got the shirt on, might say army on it, but you know, all tight, you know, looking like they about to go run a mile, all that type stuff, you know what I mean? So, um, so I, I we we always kind of looked at them like, oh, like, look at them cornballs, like they like they corny, you know what I'm saying? Like we won't looking at it like, oh, they're defending the country and they doing it, you know what I'm saying? We just like, oh, they got a got a dope ride though, you know what I'm saying? But everything else is like corny. Like, look at he's corny. You know, look at her. She uh, ain't nobody gonna be with her. You know what I mean? That type vibe. And that's that was just the young minded thinking coming up and that's just how it was, you know what I'm saying? And then fast forward to this guy um about to sign on the dotted line. You know what I mean? And so you know, everybody has their own reasons for doing it. You know, me, I was trying to forge some something different, trying to start something new. Um, so I ended up joining the United States Navy. I was 26 years old, um, a little older than a lot of the, the dudes that was already signing up and joining, you know. So I had a little bit of a bit more experience with life. That's how I looked at it. So um, I used that to try to get myself ahead in the Navy. Um, I did three years and three months, which was cool. It was cool. Um, you know, I had to, I, I just felt like I needed to move on and salute to all them guys, man. Like the dudes that stayed behind, dudes that made something out of it, dudes that rose up, you know, Adams, um, my man Lou, he, he went for a certain amount, amount of time and he got out, you know, um, my man, my man Daniels, he, he did this, the, the chief, senior chief, he, you know, he doing his thing, man. Like, um, all my, all my dudes, man, French, you know, everybody out there, man, that's still, you know, doing it. It's those that, that got out and, and forged a different path. All that salute to all you brothers, man. I never forget none of y'all. Those, those brothers helped, um, shape me. You know what I mean? Um, they, they gave me their experiences from where they come from, you know, how they do things. And so joining the military at that time, I was upset because, you know, I wanted to leave. I wanted them to send me somewhere far off. I, I didn't care if I would go to California. That would have been cool. You know what I'm saying? Um, Florida. I really wanted to stay on the East Coast because I didn't want to be too far from my people. So, um, but then, you know, I, at the same time, I really didn't care, you know, but then when I get my orders and they say North of Virginia, and I'm from Newport news, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was, I was hot, you know, I was, I was hot to the point that when I got to the boat, I really didn't want to be engaged with nobody. You know what I'm saying? I kind of wanted to be left alone. I wanted to be in my, my bubble in my zone, you know what I'm saying? And then I realized that, um, 
you know, it, it took me a minute to realize it, but I realized that these guys are going to be the ones that have my back. That these guys, you know, we form in a bond. We form is more than just the the Navy for real. You know what I'm saying? Like we brothers too, brother brothers of the arms. You know, um, you know, we 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 tight. You know what I'm saying? We we sharing this life together. You know, so. Um, so when it, it started hitting hitting home like that, I started looking at it a little different, and started looking at it like you know these these are my peoples, these are you know, um, and so I just wanted to to be more cool with everybody, and you know what I'm saying just spread that love and just just be how we supposed to be, and so that's why a lot of us still cool now. Like I might not talk to a lot of these dudes, but if I seen them, it's all love. You, you know what I mean? So. Um, so yeah, man, that was one of the best experiences of my life because I I went to places that I know my dollar, my my money would never take me. You know, um, I would never be able to pay for a trip to Curacao. Uh, I would never, you know, go to Puerto Rico. And I'm not, I'm not saying I would never go. I'm just saying that all these places cost money, and so I don't have that read, readily. Uh, accessible finances to just go on a, a trip, you know, out to the Bahamas or, you know, go take my lady over here. Or go, you know, I don't have it like that. You know what I mean? So, um, so I, I, I appreciate and I take in all the memories of those places that I went to, you know, knowing that I was blessed more than a lot of people are that never got a chance to see any of those places. You know what I mean? It's a lot of people right here in Newport News that ain't never been, you know, out of Newport News, they ain't never been out the state of Virginia. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so I embrace it, man. You know, uh, um, you know, I, I did that for, uh, what, three, like I said, three years, two months. I ended up getting out. Once I got out, um, I went back to a job that I was at uh, before. And, you know, I was in good standings. Um, you know, it was no, no issues with anybody, you know. They didn't have a problem with me coming back, you know. So I ended up coming back and I stayed for like a year. And then the next, I think the next year they was talking about um, laying off. And so I didn't, I didn't want to take the unemployment. I had just started my GI Bill. And so I was just like, well, you, you know, they were trying to put me on a different shift, which would totally coincide. It would, it would just throw everything off with my, um, my schooling at the time and I had a, a perfect timing with, with my school as far as like going in the morning and then you know that that worked out for me at the time so they was trying to get me on a different schedule but I, I wasn't trying to go for that so I ended up doing the, the schooling for a little bit um, I did that for at least three years so I went and got me a degree in massage therapy um, after I did that I went back for business management and then after business management, I went back for medical billing and coding. So uh, medical billing and coding was more um, getting certified. It wasn't really like a, a diploma-based um, uh, curriculum. So I ended up, you know, getting associate's degrees in massage therapy and um, business management. So, you know, but ask me what I'm doing with them now. But that's a whole nother story. But I am appreciative of, you know, going through those experiences and being able to 
go to school like that. You know, I when I got out of high school, I won't even think about going to nobody university. None of that. That was off limits for me. I wasn't going to anybody university because, you know, all the money it costs. And then I just wasn't interested. You know what I'm saying? Um, probably should have been. And then it took later down in the years to start going to school. It'd be like, man, this is fun. Like I could have, you know, I could have um, experienced some some good times going to, you know, a university, you know, but it was all good. I don't regret none of it. You know, I, I um, the path I took to do it was exactly how it was laid out for me to do. So, um, so I did that with the schooling for a few years, and then after the schooling, um, I ended up working back at a place that I work at doing asphalt. Um, and let me back up a little bit. '04, I joined the military. Um, when I joined. My second son was born that year, later on that year. I joined February of 04. He was born in October of 04. So, um, so yeah, I got a, a 15 year old. Um, that's my, that's my heart. He named after my nephew, my nephew, uh, my sister, my oldest sister's, um, oldest child, her first child, uh, died, um, back in 02. And I named my son after him. The first name, uh, his middle name is different. So, um, but to carry on that name, you know, and just be that that representation of, you know, my son. I, my son definitely can't be like my nephew, you know. So he got to be him. So, but um, yeah, I ended up having a child in '04, and you know moved on to that and was working at uh, um, an asphalt company that I had worked at in the early, well, not early, I say the late 90s going into the 2000s, um, 99, 2000, right before I ended up going into the Navy. I actually left the na left to go into the Navy from this job that I was working, um, asphalt work. So anybody know about asphalt work, it's not easy. Um, it's hot, you know, it's gritty, you know, you got to get down into it and do it, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I've been doing that, um, all the way to present day. Um, also let me, let me, you know, cause I'm, I'm touching on different things about me, you know, different stories, different things. Um, musically I started out, I was probably like, Hmm. Man, I might have been eight, nine years old. You know, my brother, he's eight years older than me. And we used to stay out in these, these um, you know, I guess you can call them the PJs or whatever, but uh, Oyster Point, you know, and they're they still around now. They got these funny, these funny looking colors. Though. I don't know what's up with that. But anyway, uh, we used to stay out there, man. That was some good times. You know, uh, it wasn't a lot around. Like, it was just those apartments and then you had basic the construction company next door, and it wasn't a whole bunch of stuff around. You had McDonald's across the street. They had a Farm Fresh. Um, all that stuff that you see now when you come to Denby, you know, you talk about um, the Chick-fil-A's and um, the mall and all of that. None of that stuff was there back when I was eight, nine years old. You know what I'm saying? So it was all open that, that the people who they bought that land from, which was the Yoda, 
farm family, you know, they owned all that land over there and they sold it. You know what I'm saying? And that's where all the Patrick Henry Mall and and Best Buy and um, all all that stuff. That's where all that stuff come from. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, um, oh. But anyway, my musical musical influence started um, out there. What's the point? Um, with my brother, he used to break dance and do this stuff all on the cardboard, and you know had his little um, receiver with with his twelve his twelve inch speakers and you know his turntable and all that, the mic and all you know. So he was into all of that, you know, being. He was my big brother. Was almost like, oh, you know, that look cool. Man. It's cool for him. It's cool for me. You know what I'm saying? So you wanted to do what big brother do, you know? Um, I, I was a part of some of his little break dancing moves, um, but not a lot. But I just watched him and his friends do stuff, and you know, um, I started falling in love with the music. You know, Run DMC and Houdini, and you know, different artists at that time, and so. Um, it started to, to, you know, weigh on me. And then um, I started seeing other artists um, outside of a hip hop genre. Like um, I remember seeing first time seeing Peter Tosh on the Legalize It album. He's in front of a field, a, a cannabis field, you know what I'm saying? With the pipe in his mouth, you know, with his dress and, you know what I'm saying? And he got the joints fired up. So um, I still remember that as a kid you know, wondering what this is right here. I got to put this on and hear what this is. And when I heard legalize it, I was just like, oh my gosh, like it was just powerful. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, man, like back, you know, back then in those, those times with the battles and, um, the different MCs, the, the different, um, music, the different hip hop artists that just made me gravitate to what was going on, you know? And I wanted to um, somehow be a part of it, you know, play my part, you know, do my do whatever I like to do. So I started writing poetry and then from there, the poetry expanded into, you know, doing a little, little bit of music and then hooking up with cats that like to do the same thing and like to spit. And then you find out your cousin spit and then here come dudes like, you know, Nas and and um, um, Buck, Bucktown and boot camp click you know they're the same people but smith and wesson all them cats um you know biggie and and all them all them brothers woo and all of them coming at that time you know and so when all them brothers start really flooding the, the gates you know what i'm saying you're just like yo like this I, I love this joint you know what i'm saying like this this is what i want to do i want to i want to do that too you know and so that that gave me that spark more you know, and um, just kept riding with it, man. Like, it didn't make me no money. It didn't make me no star. But one thing about it is it allowed me to be able to express and do and say what I want to say, show you what I want to feel. And um, that's bigger than anything money could give me. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and a lot of times you feel it. And as long as you feel it, then it's, it's worthwhile doing it, you know what I mean? So uh, so I just take it all in, man. Uh, the music, you know, being where I'm from, my family, my folks, my peoples. 
Well, thank you, family, for tuning in to another episode of Something to Say. I'm your host, Stan B., and I'll be back with more info about me. This is only the first part, so stay tuned, and I'll be back with more. All right? Peace. My love to you.